The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7. Today is the 30th of July, 2018, if you can believe it. I mean, you talk about moving quick. Um, we do this every show. Stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Why? Because when you speak to yourself that way, only good things are going to happen. And as I said, we're going to be doing more and more. And I do a lot of solo shows about everything I'm doing to myself, building from the inside out, because it's not the other way around. Um, It's going to be incredible. And this afternoon, um, I have uh, Steve Cotter on, and we're going to be doing a show called Ghosts and Shadows. So wait till you hear this one. Um, Also, too... um, Gareth Denyer, a regular on the show. Um, this is a gentleman. Uh, he has a club called HCP Barbell. It's based in Texas. Um, I just put up uh, a Diamond in a Rough Volume 3. This all has to do with his type of training. Now, he's graduated 100 Division One football players out of his gym. So, I mean, he's the real deal. Nutrition, you name it. It's not a cookie-cutter program. It's not an assembly line program. This gentleman has decided to take his expertise now and bring it out to the world. So if you're not in Texas, you can do a phone conversation or a Skype call with him, and you can get yourself going. It doesn't matter what age you are. He works with everyone. But he really specializes in athletes. He's worked with pro, you name it. And I would urge you to go to his website, hcpbarbell.com, click on the contact form, and get started with him. Um, Go out and listen to all three of A Diamond in the Rough. Um, These are just outstanding things, and he is becoming a big-time favorite. He's been on Eminem for over three years. And um, I wouldn't put any type of material out there if I didn't think that he was um, legitimate and authentic. And this guy is the real deal. So I urge you to give him a call, get in contact with him. He'll work with you, and I guarantee you, you will have the results you're looking for. Also, too, go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com. Our premier product is called Winners and Champions, Inc. It's 14 modules that all the stuff we do here at the FBC Stone and Steel Yard. The stuff works. It is the real deal. And I'm telling you right now, there's enough material to last you the rest of your life. I mean, there is stuff all over the place to do. Um, And I'm just going to keep adding more and more modules once things cool down a little bit around here. But I don't think that's ever going to happen. Also, too, invest in our companies. Uh, We have a prosperity consciousness page on FiorelloBarbellCo.com. There's a $25, a $50, and $100 investment. When you do that, that goes directly in my PayPal account. It's very easy to do, and you get free things with each uh, uh, investment in the company because I know the feedback I get. 
there's more people that have begun lifting again because of this show. There's people that'll say, I listened to so-and-so with you. I immediately went out and got this, or I started training, and it was incredible. So we don't mind giving, but it's nice to get returns, too, as we're growing, growing, growing. Also, too, a big event besides whom I'm going to bring in here very shortly. As everyone knows, the dream here is to build a network. And we have been all along. But we got a big, big announcement. Sunday, August 5th, at the gathering in Scotland for the Dinny Stones, which have added the R. Blair Stones and also the Inver this year. We will have Douglas Graham as an M&M correspondent interviewing and filming this whole thing. And it's all going to be part of our networking project we're in the middle of with two, three gentlemen and myself. Um, This is going to explode when you see this. So, as you can tell, we are going after our dreams, and it's all happening. And I couldn't be happier, believe me. And I thank Douglas in advance. And also Stevie Shanks, Charlie Oliphant, Martin Janzix. They're all involved in this, and we are going to have everybody and anybody on those interviews. So, look for that down the road, too. Um, also, too, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Well, I'm going to give you the name anyways before we bring him in. We have Francis Brebner in here. I couldn't be happier to have this gentleman in here. I've spoken to him enough already, and for those of you who don't know him, you're going to find out who he is because if you've been a follower of Milo alone, He's been in so many magazines of Milo, it's unbelievable, and with good reason. And we will bring him in momentarily. But I'm hoping, well, I don't really even hope. I I have a feeling that he's going to be around with us for a while because this gentleman has so much background, it might take us a lifetime to do it. But we'll get into that momentarily. Also, too, don't forget to sign up for our free newsletter on MotivationMuscle.com. It goes right out to my MailChimp account, and when I put any material out, it will go right to your inbox. Also, another investment, invest in motivation and muscle. The prices are very reasonable. You can talk to me. I give no emails or anything out. I believe the only way to do business is you speak to people. That, to me, is a great measuring stick of who you're dealing with. And that was something my dad always impressed upon me. Also, to our YouTube channel, Fiorella Barbell Company. Um, real men, real strength, real power. Get out there and check that Check that out. There's going to be a lot more with all the stuff going at the gathering, all the stuff here, et cetera, et cetera. Now, with that in mind, we're going to introduce Francis Brebner to the family and welcome this gentleman in. Number one, he's originally from Peterhead, Scotland. Basically, everything started out with he's a long-distance runner, a bodybuilder, a power lifter, an arm wrestler, strongman, and he's a Highland Games champion. And that's where I discovered him back in Milo way back when in the 90s. So, Francis, um, I know that was kind of long-winded with everything, but welcome to the show and welcome to our family, my friend. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm uh, very happy to be part of your, your show. Thank you very much for inviting me on. Well, absolutely. Now... I know, I know the stuff with the Highlands, with everything with Charlie. Give every, give us any websites you have, anything that's coming up, say within the next three to six months, and we're going to start with introducing you to everyone, my friend. Well, next event for IHGF is going to be 
this next coming uh, weekend, uh, the 5th of August, Dublin, Ohio. It's a qualifier for the the IHGF All-American Stones of Strength Series. And uh, five athletes from there will go forward to the finals. The finals are going to be held in Sacramento, Orange County, in October. Mm-hmm. And uh, the winner of the All-American Stones of Strength Championships will then go forward to represent their country in next year's uh, IHGF Stones of Strength World Challenge. It's going to be held in FIFOR, Norway. Oh, nice. Next year. Yeah. And then we got the, the IGF All American Highland Games series, and the, our next one, well, is going to be Ohio. Also, we've got in the Highland Games qualifier on the Saturday, the Stones of Strength on the Sunday, and then we've got two other qualifiers leading up to the finals, which is going to take place in the Great Plains Renaissance Highland Games Festival in Wichita, and that's going to be in September. And again, we're going to have ten athletes. Ten uh, top athletes will be competing for one spot to go through to the IHGF uh, Amateur World Highland Games Championships. And that's going to take place in Braeswear, France, next year in June. Beautiful place uh, there in Braeswear, France. Uh, so a lot, of, a lot of good things happening uh, and uh, working on some really good things for for next year. For the first time ever, in fact, uh, Eric, we got to... Uh, a World Series, a World Highland Games Series in place. Nice. Uh, amateur World Highland Games Series. And it's going to take place. It's going to, it's going to kick off here in America at the Queen Mary Long Beach. It's going to oh. be in February, February there. And uh, then we're going to move on to Braeswear, France. And then the next location is going to be Switzerland. Switzerland. Wow. Never been to Switzerland before. Me neither. And... Uh, then we're going to finish it off in, in Norway. That's going to be FIFA Norway wow. uh, for next year. So that's going to be the the four games in a series. And also FIFA Norway is going to be, uh, as I say, the final. It's also going to be the, the IHGF Amateur World Highland Games Team Championships. That's so awesome. You are, yeah, yeah, busy, busy, that's for sure. Um First question I, I spoke to you offline about, and I ask everybody this. Um, Francis, as a young boy, um, what influenced you, you believe, most to physical culture? Or was it just you? Or, or what came into your life that made you want to get into this great, great physical culture? I, I You know, I like to just encompass every everything together because physical culture obviously is a way of life. It's a lifestyle. So what got you into all this? Well, uh, the first influence on me was uh, my father and my uncle. My father uh, was a very strong, strong man, very strong person. Uh, n- never really did weights, but just strong. He was always lifting and carrying things. And uh, I would watch him uh, moving stuff. But in fact, I remember as a kid, I remember, uh, I kind of remember where it was. It was somewhere in the, the countryside in Scotland. And uh, I remember him lifting this, this, this big stone. Yep. Uh, I remember that. Uh, and then my uncle, my uncle George. He's 80 now, but he was a big influence. Uh, he did a lot of training my weights. He had a great physique, really great physique. He was he was ripped, 
uh, starting off with Charles Atlas when he was a young kid, and then uh, got into the bodybuilding. And uh, I, I was a man too. It was uh, a big influence. My father, my 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 uncle George, yeah. and of course, you know, watching TV, watching. Sure. Uh, Stuff like uh, the Hulk, Tarzan, <laughs> and uh, of course uh, Arnold. Even yeah. then, you know, because yep. my, my my uncle was into bodybuilding. He had the posters and uh, stuff. He puts them up and he show up like Calendar, uh, uh, Schwarzenegger, Sergio Levy, Franzen. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they were all uh, influences as well. I and, when I w- I was pretty small. Um, I got to see Sergio Oliva. He came here local in Albany, New York. I, my God, I'll tell you what, I remember him saying, well, I'm not in good shape, I apologize, as he's just ripping off chins like nothing. I think he was probably around, he was probably, he said he was 260 or 265, he still had abdominals, they weren't sticking out, it was smoother. I'll tell you what, I've seen some big people in my day, but I, I don't know, I, I think he's one of the biggest people i've ever seen on the planet and i'll tell you one of the reasons why and you know he had that olympic lifting background too um he was just made for power and he was so impressive and he was one of the nicest people that i mean obviously i know they paid him and all that but he just seemed like a real genuine guy it was great but this is this is this is very interesting how you know we talk about this influences, whether they're positive or negative, especially when you're a kid. And we know we have a lot of kids, especially now, that are having, well, if it's not obesity, it's a broken home or whatever. And what really stands out with the first few minutes of the show, and this is what we're stressing so much, is look at the influences your father and your uncle had on you, and look what you did with your life. And anybody that will stand there and tell me it, that doesn't matter – does not know what they're talking about because it's who you surround yourself, whether you're young, middle, or older, that is going to be definitive in how you conduct yourself. Um, Yeah, I mean, and I can't stress this enough. I mean, and it's not said enough. You know, it's like, oh, what's it matter? Well, it does matter. I mean, look at what you have done so far in your life, and obviously you keep moving, you keep growing, you want to do other things, you promote, you're part of it. You want to see, if we can, you know, my whole idea, Francis, is this. If we can go out and rope, I'd like to get 10 out of 10. If we can get 8 out of 10, that would be sterling, because everybody would say, well, only one. One's not good enough for me. We need to get more. But this leads right into... I want to go over how, I mean, your progression's incredible. All right, long-distance runner. What? Why suddenly was long-distance <laughs> running so important? Well, you know, I was looking I was looking for a sport to compete in. And, uh, you know, I, I, first, well, I first got a set of weights. Uh, my father bought me a set of weights. I think I was 16. Yep. 16 years old, I got a set of weights. But I was looking for a sport to do, and uh, I uh, thought, okay, I'll, I'll try long-distance running, you know? And I tried it, and I thought, yeah, okay, but I knew right away, this is near for me. Nah. This is near for me. So then I moved on to uh, uh, the building. Sure. And uh, I competed in a, in a few shows, and uh, 
I said, yeah, as much as I like it. Nope. I, I just didn't didn't seem like a, a fit. Mm-hmm. And then moved on to a little bit of powerlifting. And uh, it was okay, but no. And then uh, arm wrestling. Yeah, that was that was interesting, you know. And, and but no, nope, it just didn't didn't hit it for me. And then yeah, I got involved with Highland Games. I knew, I knew right for the very first session. I knew this was for me. Well, I, just before that, sorry, I actually competed in a strongman competition. And that's where I actually met Brian Brebner. Brian yep. Brebner, he was an athlete on the circuit. He was a strongman. And he's also a part of the Bells Tug of War team, a, a great team, famous team here in Scotland. Yep. And, and uh, at this strongman competition, uh, the very first one I did, I was second last. In a competition, <laughs> uh, second last. Yep. And that following year, that whole winter, I trained specifically with my goal just to go back and win a competition. I went back, and people uh, at that time I was working in the, the building site, and I remember some of them saying because they knew some of the people that was competing in it. Some of them was over twenty stone and six feet four, six yep. feet five, and they're going, "You just haven't got the size. You're not big enough." You know, and uh, it's near, it's near how big you are, really. It can maybe help in some ways, but it's what's inside. If you've got the drive, if you've yep. got the vision, you know, the goal. Anyway, I trained hard at the Iron Bark, and I, I won the event. Wow. And it was while, while at the event, I met uh, Brian Brebner, and we got talking, and uh, I knew he did Highland Games. I read the, the articles in the newspapers, and... Uh, he said, uh, why not give it a go? There's a junior league, under 25 junior league, and uh, you can come, train with me, see how you like it. And I knew right away if I had very first session, this, this was for me. I knew it right away. And for there, it's just it's just grown. It's been a, it's an obsession now. It's, it's all I... It consumes me, yep. Highland Game. Yep. I, I love it. I've got a great passion for it. It's, it's, it's within me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um... And I think with all of this stuff, um, I think it's inherently in all of our DNA. It's just the idea, like you said, how bad do you want it? How committed are you to it? And what are you going to do with it? And, you know, I, I, I look at things in a, in a couple different ways, and I'm sure you've met lots of guys like this. There was always like one or two guys in my neighborhood that were big. They were all weightlifters. Back then, there was a couple big gyms here um I, I i don't know by today's standards it'd probably be a lot different with me mainly because of the things i've done and am doing but i mean when you've seen a guy come down the street with a big set of cannonball shoulders and a pair of arms that looked like their waist that got your attention quick now you know everybody likes to analyze everything well they don't have any legs or whatever that's that's not the point of this you talked about your dad and your uncle and we know mm-hmm. the influence it had on you. That's what I'm trying to tell people. All right, maybe, the, you know, they used to call them in, in one of these gyms I went to. It was a real hardcore gym. It was called the Steel Pier. And mm-hmm. they used to make fun of this guy and say, oh, he's got chicken legs. But I, now I look at things totally different where it's not, it's not the chicken legs. It's like 
they they got you started on something. Maybe you didn't even know him. Maybe you said hello to him, but you looked at him. You said, "Wow, I want to look like that." And that's the whole premise, I believe, of physical culture. But I also believe too, it's inherently in all of us. I guess mm-hmm. it might take something to bring it out. You know, like I told you, I've told every everyone knows, but I told Francis offline. We've spoken a couple times. My brother Jimmy was born muscular dystrophy. He had Duchenne. It's called. It is the deadliest form of MD. And I watched my brother go from being able to walk to stumble to fall to a wheelchair and die very young. But there was one thing I learned from him. I, number one, I never seen, I never heard him complain. And boy, he had every right to complain, all right? But he was so involved. You know, my parents would never have given him up. He was very, very bright. He was matriculated in school, everything. And we took him everywhere. Other than a wheelchair, you never would have known that he couldn't walk. I mean, it wouldn't matter. He was included in everything. Um, but you know, and then we get into like Francis was saying, you know, his heroes, you know, one of the names he mentioned was the Hulk. And the whole story of this is this, as a kid, I was frightened of that, of muscular dystrophy. And you know, your parents reassure you nothing's going to happen. Well, that one day when I went to that little store and saw the comic book of the Hulk, that changed everything. Because what I drew from that is, if I can be as big and as strong as the Hulk, muscular dystrophy will never get me. And to this day, the Hulk will always be my favorite superhero. Always, always, always. And I we always laugh about it. We've talked about this on the show. We get together with my buddies, and, you know, it's lifting for hours we're talking. I said... If they came to me today and said, we're going to hook gamma right into you, would you do it? I said, I'd be in the chair right away doing it. Why? And I, and people are like, are you out of your mind? No, I'm not out of my mind because my search for strength is going to take me to the very ends of the earth and back. And then who knows what will happen then. I, I understand, especially what you're talking about with Highland Games and everything. It's the same way with Stones and Power Rack and all that with me. It's a love and 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 a and excitement. You know, it's like I always say: you add carbon um, to steel, and you got super strong steel. It's the same way. You know, it's like what you're adding to your mind. What are you adding to the inside of you that's going to make you head and shoulders above others? And that's that's the whole premise, I believe, of everything. But comment on that, Francis. What, what do you think? Yeah, you know, getting back to when the younger influences and stuff like that, you know, uh, thinking back to, to my father, my 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 uncle, and uh, just watching them. That had a big influence on me, and then my end search for a sport and what I wanted to do. Yep. And then finding that sport, and you know, other people influences in the way of like uh, Capes, Casmeyer, uh, mm. John Paul Sigmerson, you know. Yeah. Uh, we're all in a search for for uh, fit, you know, and uh, you know, I, I I found mines and. Uh, and uh, I'm I'm still flowing with it, you know. Yeah, after all yeah. these years, I'm still involved, still flowing, uh, just trying to help uh, help grow the sport, uh, and I'm still enjoying it. It's it's you know still enjoying yeah. it. It's absolutely you know? amazing. What do you think in your mind? And I want to start. <sighs> 
off a little bit about obviously the Highland Games and and your ascent to the top of it. But if you had to put, I mean, one word, I know it's hard to say, and it can be more than one, but if you had to put your thumb on the pulse, what do you think anybody that wants to reach the top of their field, what do they have to have in them? What, what, is there one word that you would think that you would, that you would say? Dedication. Oh, okay. Yeah, de- definitely. You can't, it's like anything, especially with this kind of stuff, you can't skirt a thing with it because it'll make you pay one way or another. Just, you know, you know I just, uh, I had a great passion for it. And, and uh, I, I, you know, visualization, mm-hmm. you know, I, mm-hmm. I use that a lot visualization uh, for one season to the next you know mm-hmm. one would finish and I would set goals for the next season uh, and uh, I you know in my training sessions I, I'd go out, I would set markers I wasn't happy unless unless I'd be I was near them or, or yeah. surpassed them you know yeah and yeah uh, invite any events that was lacking you know I, I, I would train on them uh, harder like a, an average session for me going out throwing I would hit as much as 40 throws per you know for hammer yeah. for, yep. for putts it's, it's maybe a lot but, but that's that's why I'd, look, I'd split it up uh, during the week and uh, I, w- I would work in it uh, you know I remember uh, it was after three years uh, competing in the Highland Games. Weights for distance was w- w- one of the events that kind of come come quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's one that requires a lot of good feet work, technique, and timing. And uh, it uh, was one of my better events. And uh, Hamish Davidson, who, who just passed away just a, a year or so ago, Hamish, he was a great athlete in his day, Hamish. Great strong man. And uh, he had the world record at uh, 43, I think, three and a half, something like that back then. Mm-hmm. He had the world record. And uh, I was coming very close to his uh, his record. And, uh, you know, I was working with the council at the time, Leisure and Recreation, you know. Yep. And I would, uh, I would step out the distance... Uh, uh, the record, which what it was, and I'd visualize it. I'd visualize the throwing and and the uh, breaking us, and uh, uh, I I I did it after three years, you know. And I used wow. it a lot yep. in, in in the other events as well. Visualization, uh, just watching tapes over and over again, the techniques and stuff, uh, and the Brian Oldfield rotational spin sure. and stuff, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, as obviously, well, as well as yeah. physical, yep. mental preparation as well. Well, yeah, and we know what you're listening to, what you're saying to yourself. Obviously, reviewing footage. I mean, that all goes into the subconscious mind, and that's what you're absorbing, rather than the outside world, the negative world that's coming in. You're creating a mind that eventually becomes indestructible. You know, things could happen, but you get over them real quick. And this is what I want to get into next, because obviously we are going to get into more and more of your successes. But from a weightlifting point of view, 
because obviously we've got to meld that in with the training. Um, were you using pretty much the standard, uh, you know, squat deadlift, whether you're pressing overhead or bench pressing? What were you using at the time, especially at the zenith of your career? Well, uh, squatting, uh, I did a lot of squats, uh, leg press. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would get up to uh, 500 pounds yep. for, that was my top uh, uh, for for reps, uh, bench press. Yep. I get up to. In fact, uh, five hundred was my. That was for a single. Wow. But, uh, I would work uh, four hundred for ten. Yep. On, on the bench, uh, never really did much deadlifting. Okay. Never really did much deadlifting. Uh, did a lot of shoulder pressing. I was very strong in the, the shoulder seated press behind the neck. I get up to. Uh, three twenty or three thirty. Mm-hmm. I look back and I was with everything in my books. Uh, dumbbell press. Uh, I've gotten video. Uh, I actually would do uh, at the end of my shoulder routine. I would do uh, hundred pound uh, dumbbells yep. uh, for a minute, and the, the most I ever did was forty five in one minute. That was amazing. Wow. I actually wow. did it in front of two school assemblies, yep. uh, in front of 500 kids. I think one assembly did 43, the other one I did 45. I could probably do a, a rep per second, straight wow. rep, 30, then put them down on the bench, quick rest up, and then the rest of them I would, I would leg, leg shoot and press out. You know, so yep, yep. Shoulders, shoulders was a was a very strong point for me. And also... Uh, as I say, the bench, I would do a lot of flies mm-hmm. uh, to help with the, with the weights for distance. And uh, yeah, I got very strong in that department. You know, 73 pounds for straight arm wow. flies. Near bent, but yep. I, would, I would work up to 120 pounds bent arm flies. Unreal. And me at only uh, 5 foot 10, you know, I wanted to, to pack on as much much size as possible to counterbalance the weights for distance sure. and, and to get as much uh, strength as possible. And it helped me in the weights for distance because I eventually uh, took it for just over 43 feet up to uh, 48 feet one. Several mm-hmm. times I, I, uh, I surpassed the, the record. And, uh, but the... The lightweight for distance, I chased that for a very, very long time, a very long time, because I wanted to get both uh, the, the records to hold them at one time. It took me over a decade to get it, over a decade. And there was a great competition I had with, with Ryan Fiera. Ryan Fiera yep, from, I remember him, yeah. From Northern yep. Cat. Great thrower, five times World Highland Games champion. He's won everything that you could possibly win. One of the best uh, coaches the best coach in Highland Games, in my opinion. He's mm-hmm. just incredible. We had a great competition here back in 1997 at Anarandal Highland Games there. <clears throat> it was after the Celtic Classic, uh, which was a... They used to have an international event at the Celtic Classic. Now it's the, the US Championships here. The whole. Okay. And at the end of the game season, I've come over to America 
<coughs> and <coughs> compete in the circuit for about a month, me and Brian would tour. We'd stay at the big Paul Frenzy. I don't know if you know him. Great, great no. guy, Paul Frenzy. Okay. From uh, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And uh, it, it was in that games, it, uh, probably one of the best weight for distance competitions I've ever had. Uh, you know, the competition opened up with like eight, uh, eight feet or something. It went to 89. It was back and forth. Uh, went over 90 feet and uh, I just managed to to uh, uh, beat Ryan and then I think it was on extras I upped it to the world record a 94 one you know nice. so all the all that uh, uh, hard work uh, training but gaining that strength and size in the gym definitely helped me you know and, and for my size uh to counterbalance that weight, you know, as I said, yeah. I was only five foot ten, but I was over three hundred pounds at the time. Yeah. 300, 300, just a little over three hundred. No, you were you a know. very big man. Um, there's no doubt about it. Um, and, and I, I think, well, what I want to ask you too, obviously, how did you balance that type of training? Obviously, with your training, with you know, whether you were throwing or caber or anything like that, how did you? taking balance that to the point where you could become successful year after year after year i mean because we know you know and i know the story of you as you as you go down um and you had a back injury which you know more or less you had to retire from the sport but in between the start and to the almost the end how did you balance it what did you do i mean obviously you know sleep and nutrition and the whole deal but when it comes down to it we know it's the mental end that controls everything so how did you mix the you know obviously what you were doing out on the field with your weight training without burning yourself out and constantly progressing in the sport well there was one point i actually did burn myself but i worked for the council for the first four years out of the 18 years of throwing and the I was doing some international travel, and I remember one time I went to them. I says, "Hey, I'm going to America. I need to get some air time off." And they weren't happy with me. And they said, "No." Yeah, why? <laughs> so I kind of thought about this. I'm thinking, hmm. and uh, I gave it some consideration, and uh, I went back, handed in my notice, and I did full-time Highland Games for 14 years after that. I know. That was That's it. Nothing else but Highland Games. Yep. And uh, so for there on, as I did, was trained, uh, eat and sleep. That was it. Yep. yep. I was the. I was. I was. For me, I was living a dream. Yeah. It was me c- c- competing and doing something that, that I loved, and to do it full time was was fantastic. You know. So I would get up. Uh, you know, I would. Uh, I would train with with, with the weights, and then uh, uh, depending how the weather was, because mm-hmm. you know winters in Scotland is very very harsh. Mm-hmm. Or some winters you kind of do nothing. So uh, all as I would do at the end of the season, would would I'd be right back into the gym and uh, be training uh, at least f- four times a week. Yep. Uh, but then there was a point where I, I, I switched things up. I started training twice a day. Oh, wow. And, uh, but I can only manage that for a little over two, three years. Then I, 
think Bog Doon to, to just train in once I was just a, maybe a little bit too much. I was kind of getting burned out. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, I would do all my winter's training in the gym and then come into the, the start of the year. I would convert it over. I would taper the weight training doing. I would I would start throwing. I'd convert it all into the throwing. And then as the season got thrown, the, the training in the gym was very minimal. Right. Very minimal indeed because there's, there's, there's no way you can train uh, to, again, max out. You kind of do it in, in the throwing as well. Yeah. So I would, I would maybe do, if I was if I was throwing at a weekend and had nothing else to the following weekend, then I would, uh, a Monday, Tuesday, I would train with the... Uh, with weights, but very light. Mm-hmm. And I would throw. I would throw probably on a Wednesday. Uh, and if I was feeling okay, I'd, I'd maybe throw on a Thursday. But usually just a Wednesday, and then the following weekend off to the games. But now, if I was, if I was uh, throwing during the week, because sometimes you know you can get games on. Uh, let's say that you're throwing on a Saturday, Sunday, but then there's games on the Wednesday, Thursday. Sure. Then uh, there's no need to throw. Right. There's no need to practice. Uh, so maybe I might do maybe just one session uh, uh, where it's just light. You know, it, it just all mm-hmm. depends, you know. Sure, sure. And, uh, you know, I, I just love, you know, uh, touring the games. And, and uh, imagine, you know, you, you're off during the week, you're up the Highlands. Yeah. You're going through the Highlands in the evening. You know, Hamish Davidson used to have a, a hotel there up in Ard Guy, up in the uh, past Inverness. Beautiful place there. And uh, there'll be games on during the week. And he said, Come on up, stay at the hotel. I'd be off during the evening, sure. driving up through the, the highlands. And away in the distance, you, you know, you'll hear the bagpipers uh, <laughs> playing. Beautiful. I'm thinking, wow, yeah. what, what a great life this is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Obviously, too, with that type of output, you know, what what were you eating at the time? Anything and everything, or were you very strict? I mean, mainly a, more of a high protein cut. What what were you doing at that point, Francis? Very high high protein, high yep. protein. But I was eating. Uh, I was actually, you could say, force feeding myself. Yeah. You know, yep. Uh, starting out, that like, uh, I think I was just. 12 stone or so, mm-hmm. 12, 13 stones. And each year, uh, I put on a stone Yeah. and wait. Yeah. Eventually, after it took me about three or four years, then my metabolism changed. And it, even now, it's very easy for me to put on weight. If I wanted to put on weight, I could put on weight very, Correct. very easy. Yep, you know. yep, yep. But now I'm, I'm uh, trying to get it off. I'm, I'm just a little over 200 pounds now. And okay. I, I like, I yep. like being this. Yeah, Just, yeah. Uh, light, you know, because well, uh, well yeah. I've, I've had a few injuries and uh, alterations uh, over the years. I've had both knees replaced uh, mm-hmm. just three and a half, four years ago. I had to get both knees uh, uh, replaced, you know, so. No, I mean, and you don't need to be carrying excess weight around, especially no. if you're not competing. It's no good. No. Um, what I, I want to before we talk about why you had to retire, well, let's talk about that first because I've got some other things I really want to um, talk to you about. Obviously, you had a back injury. 
Um, yeah. Just tell, tell us a little bit about that and why eventually it forced you out. Well, I I was competing in as many as uh, 50 games a year. I was averaging 50 events a year because right. I, I was doing right. it for a living. 52 yep. was the most I ever did, 52 Highland games, you know. So yep. Yep. I was just doing everything that was going. And uh, I never, Eric, I never took a break right. the whole time. But when I started till I finished, I, 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 I really never had a break. Right. Uh, because I was so enthralled with, with, with training. I love training. I love yeah. training. I love throwing. And uh, I just couldn't wait. As soon as the season finished, the game season finished, I was right back in the training for next year. Yep. And when I look back now, I, I, I should have maybe taken a month off, maybe a month and a half, give my body a break for everything, you know, because it, it was basically yeah. being punished, you know, with the amount of... Uh, uh, games with my my enthusiasm, my love for the sport and training, you know, it uh, just took over. But eventually, you know, like everything, it catches up with us. Yep. And uh, at the tail end, you know, uh, I knew things was coming coming to an end. Uh, I could feel the knees. The knees, yeah. I was starting to bandage him up. If you look in some old pictures, you'll see yep. my, my knees bandaged up. I was feeling the knees, but I thought, okay, if I can just manage another year, and that year would pass, and it was like, yeah, if I can just manage one. Yeah, year. another one. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So, so it was like that. Uh, it was the back. It, it uh, actually uh, took everything to a grind and halt. Yeah. Uh, that was in 2003. And uh, it was while I was here in America that uh, my back went out, and it was early in the season. Uh, and uh, that was at Au Revoir, you know, three bulging yeah. discs. I got yeah. an MRI here while I was in America. Yep. And uh, my options were uh, either an operation, but my discs, they were bulging into my stomach. So oh, the only wow. way they can get to yep. it would be to open me up and yep. take me my uh, organs out, my guts and everything to get yep. into or traction for a year. Yep. So I opt for the traction for a year and that was that was a lifesaver. That was a real lifesaver. Yeah. Uh, the traction. It helped me a lot. And yep. uh, for time to time, uh, you know, uh, I go back and get traction. Uh, you know, and obviously we, we, we're losing weight. That helps as well. But uh, sure. the, the, the back... That's, that's what finished it for me, you know. And I remember back in 2003, yep. uh, never in, in my whole sporting career had I let anybody down, had any, anything been booked. And I, I never at any time said, no, I can't make it and let anybody down. But I had three, three competitions abroad and yep. everything was booked for. And that was uh, Brazil, France, and... Uh, Brazil, mm-hmm. great games in Brazil, great memories of Brazil. And then uh, Antigonish, Canada. That was the World Championships. And uh, I saw at three events through, Antigonish was the very last games I, I, I competed in. And uh, uh, the pain just getting through at games was, was 
was unbelievable. Yeah. I, man- I managed to get through it and I, I retired for a competition there in Antigonish, Canada. And uh, that was it. Yeah, know. but yeah, but you fulfilled everything. That's a big plus right there. Yeah. Um, obviously, you live in Southern California. I know you're um, Orange County. Why? Yeah. Why the move to California? Well, well, uh, that was actually in two thousand and three. Yep, I was at the Arnold Classic. Uh, I suppose at the start of the well, 2002 was the first year it started. That was Arnold uh, Strongman mm-hmm. at uh, Terry Todd started, yep. and uh, I went over here just to just to kind of help out and and experience the event, you know, because uh, uh, Terry Todd, uh, Dave Webster uh, yep. was part of it, and uh, Steve Slater. Uh, Bell Casmere. Yep. You know. So it was wild. The second year, well, going back 2003, I actually met my wife. Oh, wow. Then. And uh, <laughs> she was uh, with Matrix at the time. Matrix was a sponsor yep. with a strong man. And yep. Bell Casmere introduced me to my wife. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So things just blossomed for there. And uh, it was while on a visit. Uh, in Orange County, California, uh, yep. there was a few games I was practicing for, training for, and uh, my back blew uh, with a hammer. Never forget, just went like that. Yep, just went and. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, the wife she come from uh, Orange County, and uh, that same year, later on, uh, at the end of the year, I ended up moving to. California and mm-hmm. uh, ended up getting married. Yeah. Awesome! Hey, good things come out of lifting, doesn't it? Huh? I mean, yeah. it's awesome. You never know who you're going to meet with, who you're going to talk to, and who you're going to fall in love with. That's a great thing. Um, I want—I know we're getting near time, Francis, and I want to just go through a through, few things with you. And I definitely like you to come back on whenever yeah, you want. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I want to ask you this. I mean, you mentioned a couple great names already. Um. Give me and 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 you know I want everybody to understand this isn't just a few people. I'm sure there's a lot of people Francis admires. Give me just give me a couple names. Uh, throw them out there that you, as far as strength athletes, I don't care. Maybe entrepreneurs, whatever. Give us a few names of some people you admire that you look to. Bill Anderson of Scotland. Yep. Uh, just a, a legend, uh, an incredible uh, athlete. Uh, Jeff Capes. Yep. Hamish Davidson. Yep. John Paul Sigmerson. Uh, uh, I would say Jim McGoldrick. Another oh, great yeah. athlete, Jim McGoldrick. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, all, all great athletes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great athletes. But, but I mean, um, I remember when we were in Iceland to go with the Husafell. We visited uh, John Paul's grave. Man, it was um, pretty. It, that place was just incredible. Obviously, I haven't been all the places you've been, but um, 
Iceland will always hold a pretty special place in my heart. I thought it was a very interesting place, and yeah. I've even thought of, I've even thought at times possibly relocating there. I don't know if it'd be permanent, but I wouldn't mind going and living there for a couple of years if I liked it enough, even a year, just somewhere different. You know, see what yeah. it's like. I, I like the mentality. I like the stone mentality. And then when you talk to guys like our mutual friend Charlie Oliphant. I mean, he's invited me over a number of times. Martin Janzix has, and you know, now that I've gotten very friendly with the Shanks, I mean, they they've said, "Come on over and lift Dad stones." You know, um, yeah. It, 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 you know what it is, Francis. It's just like it's you know, Bill Crawford always says, you know, it's his brotherhood, and I, I think it's even further than that. I just yeah. think that um, I, I I like the attitudes. I mean, you know, a lot of sports, everybody's. They're not rooting for you. They they want to see you fall down. Um, stone lifting highlands, a lot of different things we like. Um, I know you got, I know you got people that aren't, aren't great that aren't for you. But the majority of the men and women I see in these sports is absolutely incredible the way they're behind you and pushing you. Um, yeah. I I, th- I think. See what what I always felt with this show was this and and we are starting now to strike like you know a hammer to an anvil um i always felt that there was a lot of misrepresentation of physical culture um anything that's negative you know you see press you know look at these guys you know it's always something in a derogatory or negative way my whole my whole conceptual thing with motivation and muscle is this Let's show the best of the best. Let's not um, concentrate on people that are doing things we don't like because that's taken away from what we want to put out there in the world. And as I said, with whether it's my Etched in Stone page or the Ard Blair Stone page or Martin's page, you know, this is the stuff that people need to see, people need to hear because what we do goes so much deeper. I mean, you all obviously made multiple comments on visualization on going after it on commitment on dedication these are things that every age group needs to hear and they need to hear as my college professor that i'll say at the end when we sign off is repetition 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 because Mm -hmm. when you live like that and think like that i don't care what you want to go after you can achieve and that is what I think we stand long and tall and big and strong about. And, and, and I just feel that with folks like you and the regulars on here and the new people that are going to come in here, um, I, th- I think, you know, we're, we're all connecting for a reason. And it might be Atlas Stones, it might be Inverse Stones, Denny Stones, Power Rack, Highland Games, all that. But at this point, with everything that's going on, this is not by accident. That's my point. This is this is for yeah. a reason. This is happening, and big things are happening all over. And 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 it's a great thing. Um, last question: If you weren't a Highland Games champion, and it can be anything, what do you think you would have been? What I mean. Business, uh, business owner, uh, stone champion, whatever. Um, what do you think you would have been? What, what do you think you would have went to? What, what direction do you feel? Probably <clears throat> I would have gone either uh, 
either track and field maybe uh, yep. with maybe wire hammer <coughs> or, or or strongman. Absolutely. I, I, Absolutely. Well, I actually did a little bit. As I said, I did a little bit of strongman. Uh, one of the very first. Uh, international competitions I did was back in Kilburnie, Scotland. I was invited okay. by Dave Webster back then yep. to compete then. And uh, it, one of my heroes uh, was there. It was John Paul Sigmers, and that was way back in the, in the late 80s. Yep. Uh, and uh, I remember the very first time I saw the the the, the stones there, McGlashan stones. Yep. I did the... Uh, I think it was we we had four stones at that time, and uh, I managed four, the four stones in four. I never forget forty two seconds. Wow! You know, and I ended up. I think uh, I think there was maybe fourteen competitors. I was eleventh. Wow! Uh, out of the uh, a group, and uh, but I knew, you know, my size uh, five foot ten. Uh, I don't know how long I'd have lasted if, if I kept in that route, you know, yeah. Yeah. down the road a strong one. <clears throat> That's why I, I, I ventured, I kept two Highland games. I just kept up and, and, and they continued. Later on at the end when I retired, I would never, I would never chance it, you know, by, by yeah. Being yeah. Any, anything, any awkward, uh, anything that could injure me and yep. take me away for Dean Highland Games, my livelihood, I would never do it. At the very end there, it, you know, as I was, I was, I was finishing up in the Highland Games, uh, it didn't really matter. I, I trained a, a little while for Britain's strongest man. I never made it through to the finals, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I would never really chance anything, anything that would take me away for doing my sport, hurting myself and finishing my career. Because I knew at Highland Games, I can continue for for quite a while, and yeah. you know, eighteen years was. Uh, that's the that's Iron Man material for sure. Um, last question, and then we'll wind up for our first show. Um, strong men. Um, today, yesterday. Who, who do you like? G- just give me a couple, um, and we might even explore this on the next show oh. a little bit, but. Well, I, I know it's hard, and I don't want you to make enemies with anybody. But, I mean, what do you think? I mean, we always hear Bill Kazmaier, who's a legend from America. Obviously, Sigmerson. I mean, they were like one-two for a while anyways. But And I know Jeff Capes, and, you know, you know, I've watched a lot of the old World's Strongest Man. I'll tell you one thing before I'm giving you time to think. Um, I like the real early ones they had on CBS uh, when you had like Lou Ferrigno and you had Mike mm-hmm. Dayton and and I'll tell you and I'll tell you why Francis um, I like the idea of blowing up hot water bottles or bending steel over the top of your head or you know I, I liked I, I what I liked about it and I know it's different now I get it it's a business totally and they've gone a, a different direction. But what I liked about it, it was all these very top-end athletes and everything. And it was very I, – I just think it was more exciting to watch because, you know, who would ever think a guy like Lou Ferrigno could take a, a, a piece of rebar or whatever they were using and basically bend it into a horseshoe almost on his head? Yeah. Um, 
you know, and, and you and you look like Ken, you look at Ken Patera at the time. I mean, he had leaned down big time. I mean, things of that nature. So I kind of like that because I like when if you can find him on CBS now, you know, you get to when you're talking about like the McGlash and Stones and watching these guys lift these stones on the wooden, ke- you know, the big keg barrels. I there's just something about that. I I I, I like the athletes now. Don't get me wrong. But I like the old it, – it held my attention much more. But go ahead and take it. Comment on that if you like. But <clears throat> give, me, give me a couple of your favorites, if you would, please. Well, you know, there, there's different eras. Uh, yeah. It, it changes like every decade, decade and a half, you know. Uh, you're talking about the old, the, the world's strongest man. You know, I, I like watching – uh, like a Brian Oldfield thrown in the mix. Oh, yeah. Mostly a track and field background. Yeah. And uh, he was strong in the, yep. you know, uh, of course, Casimir back in the day, he was yep. incredible. And even watching him uh, continue his journey later on uh, uh, to the era with, with Ab Walders, uh, John Paul Sigmarsson, that was another sure. great, great era there. And, uh, then moving on to, to Rico Kiri, yep. uh, Badenhorst. Yep. That was just another incredible uh, uh, time. And with Manfred Herbal, Magnus Vermagnus. Oh, yeah. And yep. uh, uh, Vald Zilstra. You know, here's Vald Zilstra yeah. coming for a throwing background. He was a nice skater coming in to, to World's Strongest Man. I think his highest place and was, was third overall. He made it onto the podium. Uh, you, you had great characters, Sven Carlson. Oh, yeah. characters yeah. back then. It was just it was yeah. incredible to watch. And then <clears throat> moving on to, you know, here, uh, Sidrunas, Shaw. Oh, unreal. Thor, yeah. you, you know, yeah. I, I watched The World's Strongest One. I've watched it uh, a few times in, uh, overseas, I've watched. But uh, also here from his on Commerce Casino, which is near far to me, just okay. a, an hour or so. I remember watching these guys nowadays, Eddie Hall. Yeah. They're like monsters. Yeah. Just monsters walking, walking about the, 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 the arena. You know, yeah. just huge, uh, man, incredible to watch. Uh, you know, and it's, it's, uh, it just seems to be increasing, increasing in size and strength. So e- each era has been different, and you've, you've been – You've been fantastic personalities all the way through, you know. Pugini, yeah, oh yeah. oh, yeah. All these all, all these athletes, you know. Uh, Sven was also, was always a, a great uh, uh, one to watch. Uh, Viking power. Viking you power. John Paul yeah. Sigmarsson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Loved they, it. They, they drew a lot of people. Sigmarsson, I remember when you come to the games in Scotland, uh, people would come out in thousands – to watch him at the games, yeah. you know, just like uh, just like uh, uh, Capes, you know, Capes yep. was a massive, massive draw. Yep. But but these, these uh, uh, athletes, strongmen, uh, all different eras, and uh, it's it's just been incredible to watch it all, you know. To actually oh, yeah. pick one, oh, I would have to pick them for different eras, you know. I, I, yeah, oh yeah, you know, yeah, I would, I would have to. I couldn't just say that one. Yeah. I, you know. Yep. Uh, it, I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you a guy I think that was brutal was Ahola, just for his size. Of course, Ahola. Yoke Ahola. Yeah. Yes, he yeah. was just yeah. incredible. 
Unreal. Incredible. And, and you know you know what I read about him uh quite a while ago, Francis was um he was the first one to have built all those medleys at his house. So anything you saw on WSM he had. And that yeah. was one of the reasons he really excelled over everybody. What he did, he was the first guy from what I've read. Now I don't know true or false, but I think it was true is he literally had the events right there. So, I mean, that would make sense. But he was a great athlete, and the thing that was so impressive about him, I mean, he was a midget by today's standards. I mean, when you're talking a guy 6'8", 400 pounds, um, but, you know, and I've had this, uh, you know, we had Randall Strassen on here a few years back, and I kind of got into that with him. He goes, oh, he couldn't win today. And I said, I, I, I don't, I don't know if I could say that a hundred percent because, um, you know, we've seen people pull things off before. The only guy that I feel, well, we'll see, we'll see what happens again. Zadrunas Savickas to me, um, I, I, I like them all. Believe me, for different reasons. But I'll tell you what, you, you can't argue with his success either. I mean, yeah. um absolutely brutal uh and this pressing power and everything and i talk to a lot of people and i I mean i know you know this i'm not telling you anything but you know um these guys know in advance if these um medleys that they're going to be getting into are going to agree with how they're set up i mean let's face it you know brian shaw can do this thor can do that you know and we know he won but what I'm saying is, it's very interesting how this is. And are they going to get bigger and bigger? Possibly. But I've also thought, too, they might go back the other way, too. I don't know. We don't know what's coming up and, you know, what's going to happen. But it might not always be these six foot eight guys. Maybe they'll be bigger. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll go back to, like, your era, 5'10", 5'11", 6'2". It'll be very interesting to see how all this yeah. shakes out. But well, like- it's really great. I think it all, it all depends the events, uh, in, in my opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> For example, uh, like uh, let's say the Arnold Classic. Yeah. I remember uh, one year, uh, the Glenn Ross was competing. Yeah. Now, Glenn Ross yeah. is maybe about six feet, the other boots. Yeah. And the events, everything suited Glenn Ross. And yep. he was leading, if I remember right, he was leading the Arnold Classic. Yep. One event, one event cost them the competition. That was a weight over the bar. Oh, okay. Everything suited him j- 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 just, j- just perfect. Statically yep. strong. Yep. Uh, you know, <clears throat> no, it's different when you get into like uh, the, the, the medley stuff, or, uh, the, the running and what have you. Yeah. Going back to, to the to the world's strongest where OD was competing. You remember the, the, oh, yeah. the, hood, oh, yeah. the hood, the race around the yep. track? Yeah, I know, remember that. You know, it was a, a, a brutal event uh, for, for, for OD. Uh, so it, it, I think it depends the events. Uh, yep. yep. The competition. And just getting back to Ahola. Now, I think, you know, <clears throat> speaking about his size, yeah. I think he... He did things differently than he he competed in World Strongest. He, I think he was one of the first. Instead of just 
in the gym, building the strength with basic exercises, and then you, you know, trying uh, the, the the different events, uh, preparing themselves for uh, all the, as different events. He he was doing it the other way around. He was building eye strength, training with the apparatus. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and then Yanni uh, Virtanen uh, and him oh, yeah. were training yep. partners together. So yep. just, they, they did it their way about. And I think since then, all the rest of the athletes are doing it the same way. They're training with absolutely. Mainly, mainly the implements rather than just in the gym doing the basic yep. exercises and then just yep. uh, training a little with the with the, with the strength apparatus, you know. Yep. Uh, um, that was, It was just some interesting things. And when you're talking about all these athletes from there, it reminds me uh, – you remember the arm wrestling? Because, I mean, obviously you're an arm wrestler. I'll never forget watching the Mega Man get demolished. You remember that elbow? Oh, Everything my. just got snapped. Yeah, I can still hear that snap in my ears. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unreal. Un- unreal. I mean, there's been some major things. You know, when you talk about Manfred Horrible, obviously, you know, they used to say the 24, 25-inch arms. Unbelievable. I mean, um, how- here's another guy, Gary Taylor. Mm-hmm. He was a hell of an athlete, too. I mean, um, there were just so many of them. Um, It it was beautiful, especially in the early 90s when they went and retrieved the Husafel Stone. Who can't remember the guys carrying it, whether it was Magnus or any of them? You know, it was um, just, I I don't know. And you're right. Errors change. You know, everything's got a, a, a big name or a big couple names. But I guess... I like what these guys do now, but if I had to um, pick something, I, I, I like the mix of the athletes and I like the other things, whether it's the bending or the refrigerators or whatever. I guess that just suit. You know, you're talking about your dad and, and your uncle there. Yeah. And the first thing that came to mind with me is these men had to be some type of laborers. And I, and I always believe this, that, you know, you can. I, I've met more than one laborer that works with his hands, and I'll tell you, we always call them ham hands. I mean, you shake hands with somebody like that, look out. You're going to feel power right away. And I, I think I like that. I, I like to equate that to strongman in a lot of ways. That's just my preference. I, I You know, um, I think it's great stuff. I mean, it, it, you were so fortunate to be able to do that for your passion and your living. I mean, who wouldn't ask for that? But I do like I do like that thread of, well, what do you do or what did you do? Well, you know, I, I, I used to carry a wheelbarrow around all day with sand or tar or I was a blacktop or, or whatever, you know. My job was to carry just bundles of shingles all day, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, because I think in my mind that has the best translation of strength, especially if you're going to get into the stuff we like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So, um, anything else? Summarize anything. Um, give out any of the websites. Everything. I'll give out mine. Um, and just hang on the line, and I'll talk to you offline. And I'd love to get you back, my friend. Okay. So, anything you want to say? Say. Oh yeah, I would just like to say that the for the listeners out there, if you want to go to uh, our YouTube channel, you can go to IHGF. European TV, 
and uh, you can look at all the shows that we've been filming for last past five or six years. Uh, a lot of them from, well, mainly for, for Europe, for Croatia, Romania, Hungary, uh, Norway. Uh, you can watch the shows, uh, Stones of Strength World Challenge, the World Strength Games, which is a combination of Highland Games and Strongman events, and also the World Amateur Highland Games Championships and the Professional Championships. Uh, the last one we did here was in uh, Palmer, Alaska, Mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, Dan Dan McCam and Matt Vincent, uh, great yep. uh, and Vladislav Tulacic. Uh, They've been both on here too, Francis. Yes, Danny. Aye. Dan, yeah, yeah, yeah. So go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt, but yeah, definitely. So you can go, go to the the YouTube channel again, IHGF European TV for all the the past competitions and also the competitions that's been filmed this year, which will. Uh, which will be uploaded to the the YouTube channel. Yeah. Awesome. What uh, what else you got? Uh, any other? Do you have Do you have your own website for uh, all of the Highland work you do? Especially well, like Charlie. The website. The, there's a new website going to be uh, done. Okay. There's nothing okay. up just now, but there, there there will be. That'll be back up hopefully uh, uh, shortly because uh, you know to. Advertise the up and coming events for next year. We're going to yep. say we got the World Amateur Highland Games series, and that's all going to be filmed for the IGF European TV uh, on YouTube, uh, and also okay. aired. It's going to be aired in in parts of Europe also. And okay. uh, there, there's a lot of good things we're working on for, for yeah. next year yeah. too. There's a lot of yep. good things to come. But it, it's great being on your show, Eric. And uh, thank you, sir. It, uh, I look forward to uh, to to meeting you in person. Uh, yes, sir. And, and I look forward to coming back on your show. And it's oh, uh, anytime, uh, any anytime. We'll talk when we go off. But yeah, I mean, one other thing too. I know that I've read and seen. Do you still offer? training the people that want to learn Highland Games through you or not? Yes, anybody wants okay. to, to, to come and get to some coaching, uh, I can either go to them uh, or else they can come to me. They can come uh, fly into Orange County, they can come, they can stay with me, I've got a field just near far, they can get one-on-one coaching. I'm kind of old school the way I put it across, I put it across just basic and simple. Yep. Uh, a lot of coaches, uh, depending who it is, uh, can really get into the technical uh, side of it, which can be too much to take in at, yep. uh, at once and kind of bamboozles you. But uh, <laughs> I'm kind of just too much to think or too much information. I'm just absolutely. I just, I just give the basic information, and uh, yep. uh, well, so anybody who wants any coaching, more than welcome to contact me through Facebook IHGF or Francis Bremner. And, okay, uh, that's quite welcome to come and stay awesome. here and uh, get some coaching and the, the good thing about uh, orange county california is you know it's summertime all year yep. round you know i yeah. actually sometimes yeah. i wish you know i remember way back uh, uh, when i was throwing ryan vera would say hey you should think i would come into california you should even think about moving out here the weather's great i wish i had i could have been throwing <laughs> i could have been training my weights all year round you know <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? Um, it, it, it's 
you're there now. I mean, obviously, yeah. and and your career has been nothing but like a storybook career. I mean, um, and and I I, I can't you know um, I can't compliment you more than that. Um, this is motivation muscle streaming radio twenty four seven. Um, obviously, go out to Fiorella Barbell at nicap.r.com. Uh, Winners and Champions Inc. That is our premier product. Also, too, invest in both companies at FiorelloBarbellCo.com. It's called Prosperity Consciousness. Go out and read that page. It'll give you a $25, a $50, and $100 investment. Um, we're doing everything we can here to help you out in every way we can. Um, if you would like to give, it'd be much, much appreciated. Also, too, don't forget to go out to... Um, MotivationMuscle.com. This show I'm doing with Francis right now. Let's see, today's Monday. It'll be up Wednesday, Thursday at the latest. Um, you know, go out there, look at all the shows we've done. We're almost at a thousand shows, and we'll be up four years, uh, September 27th, which is incredible. We've been up a total of five years, starting with Fiorello Barbell Company, where our blog and all the other good things. Uh, you know, our products, all that, that's where that all exists. And we're getting ready to do some big changes with that site too. Um, there's an awful lot of stuff in the works. Um, also too, uh, let me think motivationmuscle.com, as I said, slash category slash podcast. Also to motivationmuscle.com sign up for our free newsletter. Um, don't forget to go out and look at our YouTube channel, sign up to that. And that's Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. And also, too, um, invest in us. Come on in, advertise here. If you're legitimate, it doesn't just have to be about weightlifting. You know, we were talking about recovery. It doesn't matter. You could have the biggest plumbing firm here in Albany, New York. Come on in, invest in us for the next 30 years, and we will do the same with you. And we will make a lot of currency together. And that's what it's all about because it takes a lot of currency to do the things we want to do here. You know, we're talking national radio show. Douglas Graham was on here the other night with me, you know, who's going to be doing all our correspondence in Scotland next weekend. You know, that's one of the things he said. You know, it would be great for that, but wouldn't it be greater to have your own uh, studio? I said, yes, but right now we'll see what happens. I mean... Those, those things cross my mind all the time. It's constantly on my mind. Also, too, if, um, if there's a show you'd like Francis and I to do, Fiorello Barbell at nicap.r.com. We're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. That's what we got. We appreciate it. Get Motivation Muscle in your car 24-7 with AHA Directory. That's AHA. If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give them five words of inspiration. Because we all know inspiring you could change your life forever. Also, as my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile. You never know what they are going through. If you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, squat it, press it, pull it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And as the great Husa Steel Crusher here says, in blood red, domination, we are domination. We clear cut the path. We don't follow anyone's. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. Obviously, as Russell Furr says, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. 
It's more like a tidal wave, my friend, and it's only going to get bigger and bigger. Don't ever clip our balls. And as Frank and you know, as Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor, says, repetition, repetition, repetition. Winners never quit. Quitters never win. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. Also, to John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever, would walk every patient in the door and say, keep smiling. Say that to yourself on your best or worst day and watch the shift in what you're thinking. Also, too, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road. Tell a 100 or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof right off your house. Come in our family. We're going to be here for 30 more years at least. We need you and you need us. And I'm telling you right now, it makes all the difference. Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. Well, we take it two steps further. We believe in you and we got your back. And I don't know many people that would ever say that in today's day and age. And before I sign off with Francis, I'm going to read something quick, which I know he's going to really appreciate. This is from Of Stones and Strength, the late Steve Jack and the late Peter Martin. And it goes like this. It's about the inverse stone, a poem Steve wrote. Rest while you can. Enjoy each night you sleep in the mud. Cherish the blanket of highland grass. That until now has kept you warm and safe. For in a couple of moons I'll be calling. Steve Jack, does not, is that not a metaphor for life? Think about it. It's that important. Um, Francis, what an honor. I hope you enjoyed the show. It was incredible. And welcome to the M&M family, sir. And I hope you'll stick with us for the next 30 years, my friend. Yep, for sure. I look forward to being back on your show, Eric. Okay, sir. So, for Francis Brebner, this is Eric Fiorello. Remember this. Life is asking something from you. It's not the other way around. Go out and do something great today. So, for Francis Brebner, this is Eric Fiorello. Have a great, great week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hello, our FBC and M&M family. And I had talked about another big announcement, and I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, Motivation Muscle, obviously, we've been working on a bigger and bigger network for the last year or so. And I'm pleased to tell everyone that Douglas Graham, who's a big part of this uh, universe here, this company, who's part of our new group called The Electric Mind, um, is going to be doing, he'll be representing Motivation Muscle Radio over at the gathering on August 5th. Now, we are doing things, obviously, with Stevie Shanks, Charlie Oliphant, and Martin Janzix. So, Douglas has complete, um, let's put it this way, there's nobody he can't speak to. He can get in through these gentlemen. We have spoken to him. It's all in the works. And this will be the first of many abroad, basically, filming and interviewing different participants that are in these different meets, obviously. And this is huge. And Douglas deserves it. I have full um, confidence in his abilities. And he is representing Motivation Muscle this weekend. And obviously, with the help of Stevie, Martin, and Charlie, and I thank those gentlemen for all they do, And this is all going to be part of some big things down the road with the Electric Mind Network. 
Um, and there's going to be positions down the road where we are going to invite people in. This is going to be a group of people that we are forming an indestructible company that is basically running through the platform of motivation and muscle. So there's going to be more on it, but that is the announcement. I am very pleased. Douglas is an exceptional man, and his show's going up today. I felt this was a great time to put it on the tail end of his podcast because he means so much to so many people, and especially to me. Um, he is going to be the first person to ever represent motivation and muscle other than me. And I can think of no other that is up for the job. So stay tuned for some great interviews. Stay tuned for some great filming. And get ready because the electric mind has now begun fully starting this Sunday. Thanks, everybody. And if you see Douglas there, go up and meet him. Meet him, meet him, meet him. We want to meet you, too. Um, It's going to be great. This is what I've always wanted to do. And we're going to keep getting this show bigger bigger and bigger so say hello to douglas stay tuned because there's going to be more to come thanks everyone and i'm so glad you're all part of the fbc and m&m family we will talk very soon i am a winner i am a champion i am unstoppable Thanks so much for listening to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll see you next time. time.